0: We'll look into how to brush up on the KBO and discuss whether it's time to ditch steals and saves as categories. Like death and taxes, Dodgers been a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's- not had uh, three go-throughs uh, yet. It works great, great in a fantasy. I'm just glad yeah. I am not at the dentist.
1: Fantasy baseball in 15 on The Athletic.
0: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Thursday, May 7th. I'm Al Melkier, and I am here with Michael Beller. And Michael, it's been an intriguing couple of days in terms of baseball news, um, specifically reports that are coming out about when there might be a a plan in place, when there might be a start date. And I think this all kind of started with the the tweet from Trevor Plouffe uh, saying that he had heard from multiple sources that there was a, uh, a potential start date of July 1st, and then there were some denials, but um, now uh, The Athletic's Ken Rosenthal seems to be supporting at least uh, a, a part of that initial report.
1: Yeah. Uh- Kenny writing about uh, the Indians being a team that has told their team that there is a, uh, quote, mark in the sand of July 1st. Of course, that doesn't mean things are going to happen, but uh, we are starting to cobble together uh, a lot of different pieces of information that maybe point to uh, somewhere around Independence Day being a day where we're seeing Major League Baseball back in action.
0: Yep. So obviously something that's going to be unfolding, but at least we're getting a, a little bit of movement on that. And uh, at least, you know, one team that seems to be uh, moving forward and, and uh, getting their, their players involved with the planning. So, uh, you know, we'll be talking a lot more about that in the meantime, of course, we have baseball from Taiwan. We now for the last couple of days have baseball uh, from Korea. As I was telling you offline, Michael, uh, I had a little trouble sleeping on, uh, on, uh, let's see. Yeah, it was Tuesday night. Actually. Uh, it's, it's hard to know what's night and morning <laughs> when you're, uh, up watching uh baseball from Korea, but, uh, yeah, and I was up and uh, couldn't sleep and I just thought, well, uh, might as well watch some KBO. So I, I caught my first, uh, real time KBO game. I did, uh, on Tuesday watch, uh, the delayed, uh, you know, the, the replay. Uh, but yeah, no, it was was, uh, pretty cool, pretty cool, uh, watching that. So, um, You know, I know people are starting to to get more interested in KBO. And so I thought maybe we'd just share a a few resources. Uh, Now, I have not really seen much in the way of fantasy. I know there are some DFS games in regard to KBO. Uh, My KBO Stats has a salary cap game. Do you have any interest in getting involved in in that as a way to really uh, kind of juice up your, your interest in KBO? Or is it just enough to just have some some baseball?
1: Yeah, you know, it's 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 really a hopeful sign for humanity for me more than it is anything else. I don't want to throw cold water on the baseball element of it, but uh, I am a fantasy player and uh, a gambler who really derives my joy from those two things, from actually being able to watch the games. Myself, right? I don't want to build a fantasy team and then just look at box scores after the fact. I, I like to you know, pick my guys, watch my guys, watch the games, and you know, as much as I would love to be able to stay up and watch those games, I've also got uh, a regular life to lead. Uh, what 12, 16 hours after, or you know, behind in the uh, in the world timeline of where those games are happening? So it's unrealistic for me, but it is uh, you know a great sign on even with the huge differences between uh, South Korea and they've handled things with how we've handled things here in the United States. It's still a nice sign and a welcome sight to see live, real, meaningful baseball being played in 2020.
0: Yeah, th- I'm with you on that, too, because I spent a little time searching around saying, you know, is there... Uh, is there a fantasy that's going on related to this is anybody trying to start something up should I maybe try to start something up and I, I sort of settled to the place uh, that you just articulated that uh, it for me it is just it's just enough to have this you know great sign of something that's normal in our lives that's that's back somewhere in the world and you know and we already had that with CPbl but you know this is, uh, you know, it's not a problem to have more of this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm certainly enjoying it. Uh, but, you know, whether you're interested in playing one of the the fantasy-type games or you are just, you know, wanting to, to watch it and you haven't really gotten uh, involved in it yet, uh, there are a few resources. We've talked about my KBO stats on here, I think, on a couple of previous episodes. But uh, I think I would certainly recommend that as a starting point for anybody. They've got rosters. They've got uh, stats. um you know pretty much everything that you would want to get more familiarized, and there's a great guide uh, put out on Baseball Perspectives by uh, Patrick uh, Dubuque. And actually, uh, spoiler alert, that's going to be our featured read today. So I'll give you the the information on that. But uh, I got a little little flavor of each team's history and sort of what the the culture, the fan culture is around the team. So that was pretty cool. And Alex Fast, uh, just even in the first couple of slates, is doing a tremendous job, as he does with everything, uh, at Pitcher List, doing performance summaries uh, for each of the KBO games. So check all that stuff out. But, uh, Michael, I want to move on. Well, in a sense, move forward and move backward at the same time. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, on, on Wednesday's show, uh, we were very fortunate to have Scott McCoy, uh, who's in lots of bands, uh, most notably uh, was in R.E.M., in the latter part of, uh, of their uh, career. And um, so we talked uh, about his uh, fantasy teams. We also talked about his music as well. But um, he's in a league that's uh, saves plus holds, quality starts, on-base percentage. So, uh, you know, pretty interesting league with some, some alternate formats. And we wound up talking about steals. And I don't even remember how it came up. But um, we wound up talking about, should we even have steals as a category? anymore. And honestly, we, we got into the discussion and I realized I hadn't really thought about this much, but steals are certainly trending downward. There was a big decrease across the major leagues in uh, 2019 in terms of steals, uh, a decrease of almost 200 steals from 20, 2,474 to 2,280. Uh, and if steals are becoming less relevant, Is do you think that's reason enough to maybe look to either replace it or drop it as a uh, fantasy category?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I haven't uh, thought about that either until you put it to me as a possible topic for uh, today's show. I think one of the worst reasons that people do things uh, across the entire spectrum of being alive is because that's how we've always done it. I think that you should always be searching for reasons to make things better and searching for ways to improve things. Um, and, and so I think that that is definitely something that's part of this discussion here in terms of keeping Steeles As a fantasy baseball category, for me, I don't think it's quite yet at the point where we want to drop it. Uh, I think you'd want to replace it with something, and I think that's really where it gets sticky for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, what are you going to replace it with? A lot of things that you could replace it with would end up double-counting. Other statistics. For example, I am a huge OBP over batting average guy. I can't believe that batting average is still the standard. But if you ended up doing, let's say, OPS, uh, you're double counting stats, right? I mean, oh, you already have factored Mm -hmm. in those numbers. It's part of the reason why I don't like having a league that does wins and quality starts. Because you're double counting a number of those. When plus quality starts, you know, maybe you could talk me into that. But I don't like double counting statistics when you already have a category for it. So I think it's hard to replace it with something that exists for steals. Number two, I like that this is still something that is acknowledged. Even though steals aren't what they were five years ago, certainly not what they were 15 or 25 years ago, it is still an elemental part of Of baseball. And I think that that is something that needs to be acknowledged, that needs to be valued. And there are still ways that we can find steals without having to get a Malik Smith style of specialist or a Billy Hamilton type player on your team. You can still. Find steals, compete in the category, and acknowledge that this is something that is a big part of the game. You know, without having to just sacrifice a pick to a guy who is going to do that and only that. So, I'm not quite there. If this trend continues for another five years, then maybe we have that discussion. But for the time being, I am still on team thumbs up to steals.
0: <laughs> and I am too. And I think that's what that is. What I uh, came to uh, to agree on uh, on Wednesday's episode. And, you know, there are a couple of things. Well, you, you already cited, um, you know, one of the reasons, uh, you know, which is what do you replace it with? And there's a real tension there in terms of, do you replace it with something that's equally um, intuitive, you know, easy to understand, or do you come up with something convoluted? Because I, I thought, well, and I didn't, I didn't think of this until after the show, but I thought, and I sort of half-jokingly said, well, infield hits, because at least that's a way to reflect speed, but... I was, after, I was thinking after the show, why not maybe steals plus infield hits? But that's that's not very intuitive. No. So I I don't infield have a hits are an accident too at this point.
1: You know infield hit unless you're unless right. it's a drag bunt. Every infield hit that's ever happened in human history has been an accident. No one's trying to duff a ball perfectly down the third base line.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's true, but if you if you have that accident, you're certainly aided by being fast. Right. That's, so, that's true. Um, what about base
1: running runs? But you know.
0: I'm sorry about which about
1: base running runs.
0: Um
1: yeah, cuz then you're yeah, still again, then I you're still they, getting like a, an element of this guy's a good base runner and he's contributing to his team that way. Yeah, you know, maybe that's where you would go with it, but still I'm I'm solving a problem that I actually don't think is a problem personally.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's really uh, well put there. And the other thing is that even though Steals are trending downward. As you mentioned, it's not a particularly long-term trend yet at this point. We've seen things, uh, you know, crest and ebb, and, and, you know, it it could go the other way really quickly. But also, as the number of steals across the major leagues has gone down the last few years, the standard deviations have gotten smaller. So I think it's not only a question of how many of this item are there out there to draft, but how bunchy is it? Because if there are, you know, a smaller and smaller number of players – getting a critical number of steals then you know maybe you've got too many owners that have an incentive to punt and and i don't really love mm-hmm. that but you know the standard, devi- standard deviations are getting smaller so it's not like i think that you know a handful of, of owners uh are that's the most that are going to be capable of of hoarding steals or amassing steals so yeah i'm with you that's just a long way of getting around <laughs> to saying that i think it's, it's a premature discussion yeah. on the other hand uh, saves a, a lot of leagues i mean maybe you know not exactly in the mainstream at this point but you know good number of leagues are abandoning saves to go towards uh saves plus holds uh saves like uh, steals have been on the wane uh in recent years and um for the most part holds have been going up as bullpen usage bullpen usage patterns uh, are changing uh now i, I already know the, the answer to the question, but um, Well, in fact, I won't ask it because I know the answer. I'll just assert. I know that you're a big proponent of saves plus holds. Uh, Why are you a proponent?
1: I love saves plus holds. My home league went to saves plus holds, I want to say maybe four years ago or so. I was against it, but open to trying it at first, and I have since fallen in love with it for a few reasons, the least of which has to do with the stat of hold itself. Obviously, yeah, I'm not an idiot. I really like baseball, and I've really liked baseball my entire life. I know that holds are a, a throwaway stat, a stat that was just created out of thin air that really don't mean anything and don't do anything to show us how well a reliever pitched or necessarily show us how well a reliever pitched. I think they're equally as uh, dumb a stat as the save is, quite frankly, uh, so it has nothing to do with that. But what I love about holds uh, is two things. Number one, we know, as you said, that bullpen usage today is totally different than it was just a few years ago, and holds give us a way to put a value on guys who have become very important, even though they aren't getting saved. So as an example of that, if you look at the guys who were in the top 25, In reliever F4 last year, you have 12 who had single-digit saves, and only one of those 12 had more than three saves. Those are very important guys from day-to-day in real-life Major League Baseball, and they go completely overlooked in the fantasy world. How many fantasy owners last year owned Seth Lugo or Nick Anderson or Ryan Presley or Wander Suero, right? I mean, they just don't have that much value In a traditional fantasy league that is only using saves. But if you add holds, that gives you an incentive to roster those guys. And it isn't because holds are great that we should have it, but it is because those guys should have value. They have value in real life. That value should be reflected in the fantasy game. And the only real way to do it is by adding holds to your league. So that is the main reason why I love holds, obviously those guys are going to be giving you value other places, especially in ratios and then also in strikeouts. But you throw holds into the mix, and now these are real, valuable players. That's the number one reason why I like it. Number two, and this is probably uh, anti-traditionalist of me to say, but I've just never liked the fact that you know, in most uh, deeper fantasy baseball leagues, well, 14, 15 teams, that you're chasing saves in a draft or in an auction. It, there's this pressure to get saves. And I I'd personally just am not a fan of that. I don't like that you know people have to come out of the draft feeling like they're already, right from the get-go, no matter what has happened, they're chasing in this stat. Now, do they punt it? Do they try to play it on the fringes all season long? That's just always rubbed me the wrong way. That's much more personal then my first point, which is my, my first point was my first point and my bigger point, but I just don't like that saves plus holds does a greater job of flattening out reliever value and making more guys valuable, more guys rosterable. And so I think that that makes a a much more even balance across fantasy leagues, but I am all in on saves plus holds.
0: Well, and I know, you know, I like saves plus holds too. I do have one slight reservation or at least a something that you could argue about with it, which is does that make that flattening maybe make it a little too easy and take a little bit of the challenge out of um, you know, trying to address the scarcity?
1: You're right. I mean, it does make things a lot easier, and I think that uh, if someone felt that it makes things too easy, um, even though I think that it doesn't necessarily do that, I understand where they're coming from, and I understand why they wouldn't like it for that reason. I just think that there is no perfect answer. To this question, and we want relievers to have value in fantasy leagues. I think saves plus holds does the best job of capturing reliever value as it is truly reflected in 2020. Uh, So that's why I think it's worth making things quote too easy. It just does a better job of getting all relievers involved in the way that they are involved in real life baseball, and I think that's what we're going for here.
0: Well, I I like the the fact, and you allude to this, that it it makes certain valuable relievers, valuable in real life, makes them more valuable in fantasy. And I think that there's enough of a disparity between the, uh, you know, the Seth Lugos of the world and somebody who's getting holds, you know, more just because they've fallen into a particular role and not because they've got the same skill set as an elite setup reliever. So I think that, that that takes care of some of that issue.
1: Let's, let's do this, Al. Let's do this thing. Let's you and me start up like a Saves Plus Holds uh, barnstorming tour of the country, and let's make Saves Plus Holds the, the standard <laughs> for 2021.
0: I'm all for that. And if the season gets going again, I had been writing the saves plus, plus holds rankings and uh, I can use that that bully pulpit to uh, <laughs> to kick that off. <laughs> so uh, in the meantime, we do have uh, other content uh, that that's worth reading. For example, the piece that I referred to earlier on Baseball Perspectives by Patrick Dubuque. Meanwhile in baseball, an introduction to the KBO's teams, really fun read and a, frankly, For the couple of games that I've already watched, it made it a little more fun and interesting for me to feel like I understood something about the team. So I definitely recommend that. And uh, on that note, we are going to end up this episode here of uh, Fancy Baseball in 15. If you're not already a subscriber to The Athletic, where, of course, there's lots of great stuff to read and you can uh, access it with a 40% discount, just go to theathletic.com slash baseball 15 or... We are still running the 90 day free trial, so you can go either way and whichever way you go, everything that's on the athletic from fantasy to the MLB arena to everything else uh, that is all included as a part of your subscription. If you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it if you took the time to do that. So for Michael Beller, I'm Al Melchior and we'll be right back here on Friday.